Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rock, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. Man, am I happy to be doing a show tonight. I have been working nonstop uh, today. Well, it's that time of year. You know, I, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. It's just uh, every year. It's a, it's a busy time for me, um, you know, and uh, that Nightmare Before Christmas song, Making Christmas, plays over and over in my head. No, not really. Uh, but I have been painting, I have been painting like Neo dodges bullets in the Matrix, man. I am just nonstop and uh, knocking it out. And it's not, it won't stop until, you know, everybody says, oh, well, once Christmas. It does slow down a little bit uh, for about a week for me after Christmas. But then you have, you've got to know Valentine's Day is right after that. So, um, you know, people are... Uh, uh, getting paintings of their sweetheart. You know, actually, I don't paint that many people at Valentine's Day. I wind up painting um, a lot of pets. Everybody gets their sweetheart's pet painted, it seems. So um, that's what I'm doing. Well, I'm not doing that yet, but that's what I got to look forward to every year, every year. So it's nice to do the show, and it's nice to do an evening show. We normally do them in the daytime, and I like doing them in the evening because it just gives me a, a bookend to a productive day. And uh, today is no exception. And I am super excited about our guests tonight. Um, the fine folks over at Trend PR uh, set this up, and uh, they are just, you know, they're A+. Plus. They, they could give, you know, classes at university on, um, you know, how, how to properly do PR. They, they're very, very good. And um, I would just be lost without them. Uh, they are fantastic. Tonight's guest, tonight's guest is a fantastic singer-songwriter. Um, she is uh, a pop singer-songwriter and just really, really cool. I really like her music a lot. And without further ado, I would like to welcome Zhao Ha. Zhao Ha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jamie. Hi, guys. I'm Zoha. Um, just a quick plug. My Insta and TikTok handles are at Zoha Music, and my YouTube is XOHA in all caps. So if you want to go check that out, please do. And um, nice. we're here to talk about my new single, Outsider, which is officially streaming on all platforms. So love for you to listen. How awesome is that? We have those links, um, direct links up as well. And if you are in the future listening to this on the podcast, you know, you're on Spotify or something, or Pandora or whatever. Um, those links follow the podcast. One of the cool things that I really, really like about these uh, the platforms, that used to not always be the case, but it is now. Um, if you're, you're you know, listening to something in, in one of our shows, at least, um, the links are active. So, you know, you're like, hey, Zaha is pretty cool. Let me check out her Instagram. You can just click right there, and boom, you're there, man. Also, um, on, on our show page and, and on the uh, podcast and whatnot, we also have links to her Spotify and her link tree, which uh, has all kinds of links as well. So I'd like to see, Zelha, I'd like to see an artist, especially a young artist, um, not that I'm any expert or anything, but man, I like <laughs> those link trees. Those are nice, man. Especially for us who are making flyers and stuff. Those are great. Oh my God. They're, they're just amazing because, you know, all of the information you need is just right in one place. So perfect. Well, you were so wicked smart because I'll tell you too, um, Zelha Music, X-O-H-A Music, across all the platforms, Zelha, you don't even know, man. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not throwing, as you youngsters say, I'm not throwing shade at anybody. But it's <laughs> so common that everybody has 50 different things. You know, nobody matches them all up. Um, so their Instagram yeah, will yeah. be, you know the dragon on the tree and then the, the TikTok <laughs> will be, you know, the color black. I'm like, how does that even relate? What are you talking oh my God. about? It's... How is... Exactly. It's crazy. Exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, well, you know, I sound like an old man now, but 
You know, I don't have a TikTok. My wife does. My wife loves I watch a lot of TikToks through my wife. My wife will constantly come up to me with her phone and say, oh, my God, look at this. I'm like, I, exactly. I, I don't know who this is, but it's funny, some of them. It is um, addictive. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, man. Every night, I listen to a lot of TikToks as we go to sleep. Um, I don't <laughs> see them, but she's watching them on her phone. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Well, this is very cool. Well, let me ask you, Zaha, um, are you, you out on the West Coast or the East Coast? Where are you at? I am, yes, I'm located actually in California, specifically L.A. So, you know, a lot of nice. culture and all that. Nice. Didn't you grow up out there? Yes, I've actually lived in L.A. pretty much my entire life. So, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. I grew up in Metro Detroit. I went to college in Boston. And then I, I was so tired of snow. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do the polar opposite. <laughs> so I moved to um, San Diego of all places. Oh which wow! It's beautiful. It's beautiful, 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 but dull. So that means I was in LA every weekend. That's where the action is. That's where fun mm-hmm. stuff happens. Um, San Diego's nice. You know, it's nice. Um, nothing wrong with it. I, you know, I had some fun there. There's a few places hidden. It is, it isn't Silver Lake on a Friday night, but. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it was all right. It was all right. So, yeah, it's cool. One of the cool things about someone like yourself being in the biz and everything is there's a lot of people in the biz there. So if you're in the studio and you're like, you know, I don't know why, but we need some xylophones on this. And uh, mm-hmm. somebody doesn't have a, 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 you know, a, they can call somebody and there you go. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. You, you, the the connections in L.A. are just absolutely amazing. Um yeah, I'm really privileged to be working with a bunch of people who, you know, know other people. And just living in L.A. just gives me access to all of those people that are, you know, well-versed in this industry. And it makes it really easy um, to put my work out there. Well, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Now, one of the cool things that I love about Trend PR, um, that we were talking about earlier, is when they send me um, your press kit or an artist's press kit, uh, but so I'm looking at yours specifically, they have little like notes of interest and whatnot. And mm. now, how you, you seem like you're a pretty cool lady, you know, you're, you're in all <laughs> kinds of stuff. And um, it's, it's the, uh, you know, we live in a crazy world. We live in a crazy world, but the cool thing is a lot of the things you are into, a lot of the uh, causes and um, well, just common sense stuff. To me, it seems that way. I know to a lot of people it isn't, uh, and that hopefully mm-hmm. is changing. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that that I'm, I'm glad of that. I'm, I'm glad that there's people like yourself that help that along. And um, yeah, I try to do what I can. But I'm just an old man. I'm I'm a old man with crazy hair <laughs> and a painter. You know, I'm not even in the business. I'm just a, I'm a painter <laughs> by trade. Um, nobody listens to me. You know, my dog sometimes. Mm. But um, <laughs> You know, you're involved in a lot of uh, great uh, causes, you know, feminism, LGBTQ+. Plus. I, uh, I hope I got all the letters correct there. Uh, social justice, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, that's cool, man. We need a lot of people into that. We need more of that, I think. And Yeah. You know. I definitely agree. And I think with the changing times, it's really important to – put those topics and formats that engage people. For example, like I want to drive change through my music because that's what I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know, let me put these topics in a format, you know, like music that everybody listens to. It's like a universal connector. So I thought, you know, let me, let me embed these topics that I'm so passionate about into something that I'm also passionate about, which is, you know, songwriting and music. And I think that really helped deliver the message on my end. That's fantastic. Now, did you grow up in a uh, progressive household, uh, a, a home where, where um, people had, you know, kind of forward vision? Um, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that living in LA had a lot to do with that as, you know, both of my parents were very um, 
straightforward with their activism. And my mom is very much of a feminist. And, you know, and my dad, he's always taught me about, like, institutional racism and, you know, societal inequality. And that's all of those beliefs have kind of passed down to me. And they've always, you know, brought me up to be a change maker in whatever way that might be. So I think, um, yeah, my parents and my family definitely had a lot of influence in that department. That's awesome. Now, were they also in the entertainment business as well, or are you the first? Funnily enough, I'm actually the first. My dad works in nice. stuff. Nothing, nothing that concerns me. I have honestly no idea what he does, to be quite honest. But um, <laughs> my mom, you know, you know, she's actually she she does a bit of photography, and she was in the film industry. It's not exactly the music ah, okay. industry, but it, you know, it's it's along those lines. So. Well, she can warn you. (laughs) She can warn you of any creeps. But you're a smart gal. You you probably, you know, see that stuff a mile away. Um, And, you know, that's good. That's good. I think it's getting better. I tell you, I have, um, man, I'm an old man, but for a couple decades, you know, until I, you know, settled down and got married and all that, I, I spent a lot of time, I was a clubber. I spent a lot of time in nightclubs and whatnot. So I know a lot of people in that, in that world. And um, I have a good friend of mine who uh, I have a lot, a lot of friends that are DJs and whatnot. She happens to be a female DJ, which is happening more and more, uh, which I think is fantastic. Um, but I was kind of worried when uh, she was trying to make moves in that particular world, because I just know there's a lot of creeps, man. There's a lot yeah. of creeps, you know? And, no, absolutely. Um, you know, but it's getting better, and it, it's. I'm glad to see it. It's just, I'm at that age where I'm, I'm like, you know, I don't have a lot of time for nonsense. I, I just, and that's what, you know, there were things, you know, in the feminist movement, even, you know, with with uh, the pay gap and whatnot. To me, it makes no mm-hmm. sense. I'm like, how can you be? How, I can't even wrap my head. Everybody has a mom, you know. Everybody has. Exactly. A lot of people have sisters, you know, people that they like that happen to be female. You would want them working for, you know, getting the short end of the stick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't and make think, any sense to me. Exactly. And and to your point about, you know, being in that industry as a woman and there being a lot of creeps, which there are, um, I think one of the other aspects of my identity that not a lot of people know about is I'm a martial artist and my parents, They were really enforcing that from a young age because they wanted me to feel confident in my identity and wanted me to be able to, you know, feel confident enough to defend myself if necessary. So I've, you know, I've trained Taekwondo and Jiu-Jitsu and, you know, I'm about to get my black belt. So, you know, it it just makes me feel even more secure knowing that I can, you know, kick somebody's butt if if need be. Oh, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, just a little bit of security. You know, I think that's great. I, um, I have no experience in martial arts. I know a lot of people that have been into it. And I remember about you know, a couple of years ago, I had a friend of mine. Um, uh, we'll call her Betty. Uh, I don't want to say her name. Right. Anyway, she has a son, and she was talking to me, and she's like, you know, she, I'm kind of worried about Sam. That's, we'll say that's her son. And I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, well, he's a little bit of a, you know, he's bookish and he's a little bit of a nerd. I'm like, well, that means, well, you know, everybody will wind up working for him. I wouldn't worry mm-hmm. about it. You'll end up mm-hmm. with a swimming pool. It'll be great. He goes, <laughs> I know, but at school and stuff, and he's, he's not real confident. And I said, well, you know, you don't want to push a kid or anything. I said, but I've known other parents with kids and, uh, you know, their parents, um, they've had a lot of luck with, Martial arts, Taekwondo and and the like. And um, Mm. I'm not saying that, you know, he needs to go out and punch people in the nose, but it gives us, I've seen it give these kids um, a lot of confidence. Exactly. um, You know, if stuff goes down, yeah, they can handle it. But um, yeah, it's empowering. You know, empowering. That's a good, that's the word. That's the word. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic. I think anybody out there, no, I, I have no children. I know everybody's rolling their eyes going, Jamie, quit giving parenting <laughs> advice. I'm just saying, I've seen it have positive results. That's what I'm saying. Exactly, um, exactly. And you, you got to. It's a weird world, man. It's a weird world. Mm-hmm. I, um, 
yeah, you know, it's 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 crazy. Every day on the news, there's there's trouble. It goes down somewhere, you know, and it's exactly. It's you know, I I don't know, you know, I don't think there's any one thing, you know, social media or whatever. I could, maybe it all contributes, but uh, I definitely believe um, not to get political or anything. We are in the era of the asshole, uh, the jerk, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Seems to be a lot of them around more than before, but you know, uh, I don't. I don't give a lot of people much. I mean, I'll call somebody out on their nonsense, but I ain't gonna waste a lot of time with them, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But it's crazy. It's crazy. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with their rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Bay Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, Fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N dot com. MichelleAubion dot com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. I'll tell you a good, a good story of this. Because um, I know that you're, all, like we mentioned, you're an ally and, and you know, down with uh, LGBTQ plus rights, and as we all should be. Um, we have some good friends of ours who uh, watch the house. It's two young ladies and... Um, 
they they've been together forever. They're very good friends of ours. Our, I've got a Sharpay dog, and which is kind of like a Chinese pit bull. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, the wrinkly ones, you know, they look cute. <laughs> They're not real nice. Um, mm. And she's no exception. And you know, she's a rescue. And you, with a rescue, you never know what the dog's been through. You know, um, you mm-hmm. just try to do the best you can, love it, and hopefully it works out. Yeah. Well, anyway, she she doesn't get along with a lot of people. You know. And um, I got her a muzzle. Now she looks like Bane from Batman. That doesn't help. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, but she gets along with these these two uh, friends of ours who uh, who watch her house. And and they love watching the house because when we go out of town, uh, you know, they get to hang out and they they love May and they get to hang out with her and um, and be themselves, you know, and not have any t- sort of stuff or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't always get that. It's just the world. And they had called me one night, real upset, and they'd been out to a uh, a grocery store, and I don't know, some guy working at the deli counter saw him too close, I guess, holding hands or something. I don't know. I don't. I can't remember. Um, my first reaction, being a person of my age and growing up in Detroit, kind of a rough town, I'm like, don't be a victim. Screw that guy. You know, stand up. And I was just, that was my first thought. Yeah, where I'm from, you know, to my programming, and they're like, okay, and they were all pumped up and everything. Got off the phone with them. I was working, painting, working on a painting. When you, when you, like with your music, I'm sure, when you're focused on something, your mind will kind of wander. It, you'll go over stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, mm-hmm. that might not be the best I advice to give them. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's all macho and yeah, bravado. Yeah. We live in a world where people throw acid on people. You know, I mean, it's it's, oh, yeah, it's mean yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. And maybe that wasn't the best advice. And so I, I called him back. I woke him up. It was like 1130 at night. Yeah, yeah. And I said, guys, I was, I don't know the answer. I could have been wrong on that advice in, in thinking more about it. You know, I don't want anything uh-huh. to happen to you guys. Yeah, yeah. And so you just don't know. It's, 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 Thinks that we live in a world where you have to second guess yourself, but you know we do. Exactly. How did you get involved in in these like like the LGBTQ plus community and whatnot? How did you uh, get involved in that and um, in helping and doing what you can to help that cause? I mean, basically, I think um, growing up in LA exposed me, you know, unintentionally to right. a lot of diversity right. of all sorts. So whether that be, you know, with gender, sexuality, races, ethnicities, it exposed me to everything. And it didn't just show me, you know, the classic L.A. influencer side of it. It also showed me, like, the nitty-gritty, you know, the vast amount of homeless individuals. It also showed me, you know, a lot of the inequalities within America. So I think being exposed to that and growing up around that, it allowed me to have empathy for these people. And it allowed me to kind of... It like identify within some of my friends. Oh, you identify with this community. That's amazing. I still support you either way. It kind of, you know, embedded its way into the community that I hang out with anyways. So I just mm. always grew up accepting and loving and fighting for these, um, for these individuals. Absolutely. That's all you can do. You know, it, it's, yeah, we have, um, you know, we just had the, uh, I don't know if your family does a big thing at Thanksgiving. Ours does. <laughs> and, um, you know, in that happens to be someone that um, changed their pronoun, came out, uh, you know, hey, I, this is this is the, the lay of the land, folks. This is what's going on. To yeah. me, it's no big deal. I'm Native American, man. We've that's been in our culture for 10,000 years. You know, oh, it's yeah, not a big absolutely. deal. Um, yeah. And I'm just a cool hang, you know. Hey, that's what you want. I can course correct, no problem. You know, it it, it doesn't cause me any distress. Um, whatever, exactly. You know, why would I've got more? I've got so many things going on. Why would I worry about fighting with it you? Doesn't or, even affect you, yeah. even if I had some other point of view. You know. And but I was amazed. One of the things I was amazed at the number of people that did have a problem with that. And. Wow. You know, and I actually take a couple people aside and, and kind of give them a a quick little, you know, don't be that person type 
type conversation, you know? (laughs) You don't want to do that, you know? It's really interesting the amount of people that problem with the certain, you know, changing of pronouns or, you know, um, coming out as something or as part of an identity. And I think it literally has nothing to do with the person who's bothered. So, you know, it really shouldn't make an impact whatsoever. But, you know, people just... These are generational beliefs, so, you know, their parents believe this. So it's been passed down and passed down, and it's so heavily embedded within their mind, it's it's kind of hard to change. Oh, it's weird. It's weird with gender, too, you know, people this whole, mm-hmm. you know, pink is for girls, boys is for blue stuff, and, you know, whatever. And yeah, the thing, historically, if you go back 100 years, it was the exact opposite um, as far as Yeah, yeah, goes boys were associated not. with pink and... Right. <laughs> And it's, so, it's, you know, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, it's, it's totally. Really and whenever somebody starts in with this, I always look at them, and I always ask them. I'm like, you know, how is this getting me to Mars any quicker? <laughs> you know, how is this <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, I know. There's, there's much bigger things. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were saying. I didn't mean to cut you off. You were saying it, 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 social science and, and generation. I, I like that. I like that a lot. I, I, I just think, okay. you know, it shows the power that social constructs can have. Like, g- girls aren't inherently associated with pink, just like boys aren't inherently associated with blue. But it's just, you know, something that our society has created over time, and people have adjusted to it so heavily that it's like, okay, well, you know, I can't have my girl wearing blue because blah, 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 blah. Like, it's just, you know. Right. It's stuff that we Absolutely. created, but now we can't take it down. It's it's so weird. I just uh, read a uh, an essay. Um, these are the fun things, ladies and gentlemen, I do on my free time, huh? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, I might need to take some Taekwondo or something now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Anyhow, I read this essay about breakfast food. Of all things. You see, it gets worse. I, I feel myself... Zao how uh, out on the quicksand right now, but I'm gonna even wait out first. <laughs> no, it, I find it found it interesting because the title of it, I'm paraphrasing, was why why are breakfast foods eaten at breakfast time? You know, who decided yeah. that bacon and eggs and stuff should be eaten in the morning? And yeah. I thought, yeah, well, who did decide that? You know, and it's and it was interesting in that. Um, and this has nothing to do with gender, but it, it has to do with what Zhao Ha was t- saying. Back in the day, back in, like, I think it was after World War I, they were saying, 1919. Well, I didn't know this. There was an advertiser guy. Uh, you know, this company came to him, and they said, hey, we're not selling enough orange juice. We need to sell more orange juice. And mm-hmm. he was the one who came up with this whole ad campaign and everything <laughs> to, um, and they made, uh, these little glass and plastic uh, juicers that you took, you cut an orange in half, you put it on there and press down, make juice. Yeah. And he had, he got some doctors to agree. Oh yeah. Glass orange juice is great in the morning, you know? And then they were so successful with that. They pull a whole bunch of oranges. The bacon and eggs people came to them. It's, it's we hilarious. Need no more bacon in it. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> it was all advertising and, you know, all I'm saying, folks, if you want a fried egg for dinner, nothing wrong with that. Eat a fried You'll egg. You'll feel weird. <laughs> yeah, but I'll, but it's because of social conditioning and whatnot. Exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it's no. social condition, conditioning. And, the, you know, the media, I think, plays a big role in that because what we see on the media is often what we believe, even though it's not true most of the time. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it just well, really the, shows like, the power uh, of the uh, like the trans community, and um, it, you know, I grew up. Um, and matter of fact, he just died. One of the actors, I can't remember his name though. He was uh, him and Tom Hanks were in this sitcom, where they played a couple guys who couldn't find an apartment in New York, and there was like a woman's apartment. It was all women living there, mm. so they dressed in drag and they dressed up and they 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 lived in this apartment, but nobody knew they were men. I think maybe a couple. I don't know. I can't remember. It was the eighties. It was a long time ago. Mm. Um, but it was a comedy thing. And if you've never known any, like, uh, well, I, I know you've probably known people, uh, Zaha, uh, that I'm saying that the audience, if you've ever known anybody in the trans community, 
not a lot of comedy in their life. Not a lot of fun oh, yeah. times, you know? No, no. Uh, real hard times. Yeah. <laughs> Try getting a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's bad news. And that world in the media was for years, I think up until maybe recently, was if, if you saw somebody in the trans community represented the media, it was in a comedic position. And mm-hmm. shouldn't yeah. be. That's not true to life, you know? It's often, yeah, that it's often really art. glamorized and like, you know, not telling the true experience oh, yeah. of the trans individual, um, you know, which kind of puts it up as a comedic thing and lets people kind of push over the issue. But, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, well, hopefully it's getting better, you know, change. I realize that, you know, change doesn't happen overnight, but I'm, I'm glad to see it. It's moving in the direction, you know. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www. Dot J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X dot U-S. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic-grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com as well as online, on Instagram, and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Hey there, my name is Paige Beatty, and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for-profit corporation that sells cancer-specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a non-profit corporation, raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another, a friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please visit our website, www.hatsonhatsoff.com, to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. Gear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. 
Yeah, I have faith. I have faith. I think we're moving in that direction and slowly pushing towards, you know, the society we want to achieve. So, yeah, we're getting there. Well, it's because of artists like you making cool music and and being vocal and, (laughs) you know, uh, beating the drum a little bit. I I like that, you know. Yeah. uh, (laughs) It's it's nice. (laughs) I got to tell you, man. Because some days I'll, I gotta be careful. I have to limit my my news, you know. Um, and I do that because <laughs> I want to know what's going on, but I can't get sucked into it because then I just be I change and I'm not fun to be around, you know. Yes. My dog uh-huh. sitting next to me, all upset too, you know. Yeah, <laughs> what's wrong with these people? And it's uh, it's a bad scene, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's very true. And you know they. they just all kinds of stuff. It, the hits keep coming. It's, uh, you know, climate change. I happen to mm-hmm. own a house that's, uh, you know, 13 ab- feet above sea level. You know, on the floor, <laughs> and it's not the smartest investment. Um, but yeah, it's mine. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, I don't have gills. I don't want to be under the water. Come on. <laughs> Annie, put your hair dryer down, folks. Buy a Tesla. Come on. Get with it. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. Anyhow, now, so you knew, you, you, let me ask you this, did, growing up, did you know that singing like, like and songwriting was what you were going to be doing, or did you know, like, entertainment, or did you have other thoughts growing up? Honestly, When you were I, a young lad. What, like, throughout my childhood, pretty much, I've always been drawn to the arts, whether that was, you know, being the lead in the musical theater shows at school or, um, you know, nice. whatnot, and I did a lot of, like, yada and... Um, other musical theater programs that really got me into the arts. Um, I began serious vocal training when I was about five. Um, and wow. to this day, I still play the guitar and the piano, and I often accompany myself in a lot of my songs. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I've, I've always known that I want to be in the music business. And I think it's kind of silly when you hear like a seven-year-old saying, I want to be a singer, or I want to be an astronaut, blah, blah, blah. But I, I just always had this inner voice that kept telling me, you're going you're gonna to make it, you're going to make it, you're going to make it. And it's, it's never nice. been really a question for me. It's always just been there. And, um, yeah, I think I, I just can't wait to see what I go on to do. So it's, it's exciting. Oh, that's awesome, man. That is, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I love that because tell how I know people 65 years old that haven't figured that out yet. Exactly. <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the clock is ticking, folks. Come on. Um, no, you know. And, and sometimes, you know, the interesting thing is, too, is people live so long now that sometimes people have um, – it's weird. Our society that we live in, I think it's weird that people – and this is very true. I have found, at least with men, I don't know about women so much, um, but I know from a, a male point of view is your your work – becomes your identity, you know? Exactly. Um, and I'm guilty of that all the time. I'll meet somebody new, and I'm, or my wife will tell me about somebody she's met, you know, oh, well, what did they do? And, yeah, where do you work? Well, they're great people and fun to be with. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, what exactly. do you living, you know? And I judge people. I don't judge like, oh, but I judge, I'm like, oh. And I think that the problem <laughs> with homelessness, too, is those people don't have an identity. They don't have that work, you know, that, that title. And mm-hmm. uh, homeless becomes the title. And I, I think mm-hmm. that's an issue, you know. Um, but it, it's cool yeah, that absolutely. you knew. You knew that you were going to be an artist. You know, that was just yeah, like exactly. having and an arm or something, part of you. I, I'm so privileged to have that already set because, you know, I'm able to take these risks and take these opportunities at, from a young age to find out if this is what I want to pursue long term. And I'm I'm pretty sure it is because – I, like, it never feels like work to me. It never feels like a chore. When I sit down at the piano to write a new piece, it's just, it just flows out of me, like no one's business. And it's amazing. Um, and I just, awesome. I feel so connected to it. And, um, yeah, I'm just really fortunate to have that opportunity. Let me ask you, when you write, um, do you, and, and, you know, any any question I ask, Zhao Hao, we're friends enough. You can tell me to go jump in the lake if you need to. You know, and I don't mean to offend or anything. <laughs> don't um, but I'm curious uh, because I'm I'm fascinated 
with the artistic and, and the, the creative type uh, personality uh, and people that I know. Um, when you write, when you when you go to work, uh, do you primarily write with the piano or guitar usually, or does it is it a mix? Honestly, I, I'd say it's a mix, but typically I start mm. at the piano just because it's easier to place mm. my chords. Um, but you. yeah, I typically find a melody and then what I do is I just let it go for about two days and I just think about the chords and honestly it gets kind of annoying because it just plays in my head over and over and over but then like in the middle of the night I'll just I'll just know what I want to write the song about you see it's it. incredible um, I, it, it's yeah. like a vision it's like a vision I know you're a mm-hmm. painter so you probably understand where I'm coming That's from the but same thing. Um, you, you just see thing. what you want to what you want to accomplish, what you want to, you know, illustrate. And it's, you know, it's fascinating. Absolutely. And I, I hate, I don't want to dispel from my world. Um, I, I I hate when people like find out how the magic act is done because it takes some of the, the fun out of it. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. A lot of people, when they, uh, they talk to painters and whatnot, they have this, and some painters may be this way. I don't know. I can only talk about myself. Um, mm. But people have this, Oh, he just puts the canvas in front of him, and the ideas flow, and it's this very organic, you know. Now, that is, in my case, not the case at all. I, um, and I tell people this, and I, I don't want to ruin the party, but I have painted a painting 15 times in my head before I even sit down at the exactly. canvas or the sketch pad uh, and, and make up the plan of what I'm going to do. And, and it's, you know, and it's, I don't have a messy studio either. People always freak out about that. They're like, your studio is very organized. Like, yeah, it's like surgery, man. I like to know where things are at when I need them. Yeah. You know, that's just how I yeah. work. Um, you know? But it's, uh, you know, there's so many things. We had a house guest before the pandemic who, uh, oh, I figured we'd we'd drink some liquor and, and, and you know, maybe paint and write and, you know, do all this bohemian <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I, okay, if you well, you can have a cocktail if you want to. We have a full bar, but um, I'm not going to drink. And he's like, what do you mean? And uh, I said, well, I'm working. I don't drink when I work. <laughs> I need my mind. <laughs> There's not that much. Exactly. But it's yeah. funny. And I think with, with singers, too, it's probably similar. There's probably a whole bunch of myths, you know, about your or how, misconceptions. Maybe that's a better word. Uh, mm-hmm. about what you do and whatnot. I don't know. Everybody I know that's uh, in your business, uh, you know, yeah, the people sometimes party. There's those. I've known those people. But the people who get a lot done don't. They just work. <laughs> They're not yeah. much fun. They're always in the studio. Exactly. exactly. You know? Yeah. I know, yeah. Sometimes um, my friends are like, can you hang out Saturday? Can you hang out Sunday? I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Got it right. And they're just like, oh, my God, you're always in that room. And I was like, well, I can't control when these ideas come. They just, one week I'm having writer's right. block, and the other, you know, ideas are coming from every which way. So That's nice. That's nice. Now, do you have, let me ask you this, do you have a home set up? Because um, I know it's, it's easier these days with, uh, you know, the, the patches and plugins and, and uh, you know, oh, yeah. programs and whatnot. Um, or when I was a kid. Um, and all growing up, all of my friends were musicians, like all of them. I was the guy who painted leather jackets and drum kits. And that's all I painted for a long time. But um, they all, you know, they wanted to be rock stars. That was their thing. But there was no yeah. home stuff, you know. They all had to save mm-hmm. up their money, work three jobs, and, you know, go into a studio somewhere at four in the morning because that's when studio time was cheap. <laughs> And, uh, you know, lay five tracks down. You know, that was the big thing. Four yeah. tracks or eight tracks. Uh, nobody could ever afford eight. So they had to, you know, <laughs> do what they could do. And Exactly. Uh, you got to make sure you have a place you where you can work when that idea hits you at 2 o'clock in the morning? For all my professional recordings, I usually go into the studio. But when I'm just, you know, brainstorming or jotting down ideas or just kind mm-hmm. of playing with what I have, I usually have a music room and I just go in there and my piano is attached to my mic. So I've got a mic that connects to my computer and that just, you know, lays down all the digital tracks just 
something simple like GarageBand. Um, and I can mm-hmm. lay down those tracks just so I have something to reference when I go into the studio. And these ideas, they, I don't need them to be perfect. I just lay them out as what I have. And usually I'll perfect them in the morning. But, you know, at that midnight time, I don't have time to, like, tweak every which way. So, you know. Right, right. Well, the reason that's cool. That's very cool. And the reason I bring that up is I know there's a lot of people listening to the podcast and whatnot that want to be doing what you're doing because, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, they want to be cool. Um, you know, <laughs> they have that drive. It's much easier if, uh, like, my studio, I have a home studio. I didn't always. Mm-hmm. I used to rent a place and, man, you got to put on shoes and leave the house. Yeah. It's a, you know, yeah. that stinks. It's very nice to have your own work area, I have found. Yeah. And uh, seems like you found that as well. That's cool, man. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is cool. Well, let's play. Um, now, this is your debut single, right, Outsider? Yes, it is. Yes. Wow. Um, He's so. coming out of the gate strong, ladies and gentlemen. This is an awesome track. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, this it was. This is awesome. Do you want to talk about really it or do you want to play it and then talk about it? What do you think we should do? Um, I can give a little bit of background before we start. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So, for me, Outsider was inspired by all of the unfortunate events that reignited the social justice movement during the pandemic. So these circumstances mm. to me really exhibited the social, legal, and even economic inequalities within our country. So like there were disparities in access to healthcare, food, currently the vaccine, and the chance to live as a respected human being became such a challenge for many minor- minoritized individuals. So Absolutely. like once invariable identifiers, were determining their societal treatment to the point of, like, blunt discrimination. So basically my intention with Outsider was to deliver a message about the silenced injustices and the overall societal inequality today and basically to inspire those around me to help drive change. Nice. Well, I think you did a great job with it. Folks, check this out. This is fantastic. Outsider, check this out. It's one of my favorite tracks of the year so far. (laughs) <laughs> I come from a vision of a shooting star Could just give
And there you go, folks. There you go. That was Outsider. Um, Zhao Hao. Just very, very cool track. I really dig it. Uh, fantastic track, though. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, it was just it was just so much fun to work on. And I think being my first single, it just really opened the gates for me and um, kind of exposed me to all the different styles of music. So it was really fun working with my producer and vocal coach and all that and getting a grip on the ring. That's very cool. Very cool. I um, Let me ask you, it's out right now, right? People can, it's on your Spotify. People can pick it up. They can buy it. They can buy it for a friend. Um, exactly. Get it everywhere. So, as of now, it's currently streaming on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, really, you know, I'm not super well-versed, but really any streaming platform. You just look it up and I'll appear. Nice. Just like a bad picture on the internet, it's everywhere. People know it's easy. <laughs> exactly. It's not a bad picture. It's, it's a good track on the internet. No, but that's how the computer works. You know, people, uh, you youngsters out there, remember that. Remember that when you're posting something <laughs> silly on, on your TikToks and your WhatsApps and all that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what WhatsApp is. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm such an old man sometimes. I have to ask my wife. You know, the funny thing, the funny thing, though, is I don't even use a phone, like a cell phone. I don't even have one. And people are like, oh, oh really? You're so, yeah, they're, they're like, oh, you're so, again, misconceptions. I don't have a cell phone, not for any social reason other than I'm cheap. And, you know, mm. it's 100 bucks a month or whatever that I figure I could spend oh, yeah. on something else. My wife has one, and I'm always with her. So what do I need one for, you know? Um, oh, I've yeah. got a voicemail. Making you, <laughs> you know? what you got, yeah. Exactly. She gets annoyed because we'll go places. We went to Disney World um, over the Thanksgiving uh, holidays. And uh, I said, I'll meet you over there by the tilt war, you know, and she's like, or the mm-hmm. teacups. And she's like, well, how will I know when you're there? I said, well, tell me the time <laughs> you want to meet. And, uh, you know, we'll do it the other. She goes, oh. Are you sure that I'm like, yeah? She goes, how will you know what time it is? Because you don't have a phone. I'm like, I have a watch. It's amazing. I mean, to me, to me, that seems you know ridiculous. Just because with our generation, we basically grew up with phones in our hands. So Absolutely. Like, you know, completely, Absolutely. completely different. But it's nice to hear that. Well, that's like know, when older perspective. Oh yeah. Well, you know, and I'll tell you something that's funny. When all this stuff, uh, the craziness and the crazies came out with the uh, conspiracies and all that, they're like, oh, you know, these vaccines have microchips in them. I'm like, Mm -hmm. they don't have any more than that phone you're carrying around all the time (laughs) with you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's the same, same, same idea. Exactly. But ladies and gentlemen, don't get me wrong. That is not the reason I don't carry a phone because I'm worried about (laughs) Believe me, if anybody's reading my emails or listening to, you know, my conversations on uh, my Google Nest, um, I feel bad for that person because that's what I tell people all the time, too. They're like, I have friends that are really into, like, ghosts and the paranormal and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever had anything happen in your house? I'm like, no, man. I would feel so bad if our house was haunted. Uh, it is so <laughs> boring, you know? The ghosts yeah. are like, you guys get some more magazines. We're, we're watching funny. Cake Wars again. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on. The cakes never hilarious. look that good. <laughs> That's our life. <laughs> it's not that oh. exciting. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. So do you, outside of music, what do you, uh, what do you like to do? When you, I know you're always working and, and everything. Um, do you have any particular hobbies or uh, other interests, uh, you know, besides making the world a better place? (laughs) Well, kind of like I said, I'm really into, you know, taekwondo and jujitsu, but unfortunately due to the pandemic, I'm taking a bit of a break right now, but I'm super eager to get back into it and, you know, you know, dive back in. Um, Pretty much aside from that, I, I just really enjoy spending time on myself, if that makes sense. Um, I know that mm. might sound selfish when I say it out loud, but sometimes I just, as an artist, I think a lot of us are very introverted. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And I love, I love spending time with my friends and family, but sometimes my favorite thing to do is just sit in my room and just blast music as loud as I can. And I just nice. listen and I analyze the songs and I just, you know, sing and I don't know. It's just, it's so freeing. And I love, you know, I do a lot of meditation, a lot of yoga. I go on a lot of walks. Um, nice. I make sure to, you know, keep active and yeah. I like spending time with That's myself. fantastic. There's nothing wrong with that. You have to have something. You have to. I had a guest recently on, and uh, he's an interesting character. He's a uh, singer-songwriter also, but that's more blues stuff. Lives down in Texas. And um, and he has some country stuff, too. But we were talking. He was so excited. He was telling about this new, during the pandemic, he started getting into remote control cars. He builds these cars. They go race them, and then they smash them. And he is just so happy about that. You know, and uh, I've never done that, but I could, I was so inspired by his enthusiasm and, you know, and I was thinking about that afterwards and I'm like, everybody needs something. Um, And if you don't have something, ladies and gentlemen, find something. Uh, During the (laughs) pandemic, I got into uh, gardening. That's my latest thing. I have, it's amazing. We have a beehive now. We have gardens. It's, uh, it's, it's cool. And I go out there and when I garden, I don't think about work. I don't think about any trouble yeah. or anything like I'm having, you know, and none of the nonsense. I can just focus on my my tomatoes oh. or whatever it is I'm focusing on. It's an escape, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we have a big, giant yard, and people are like, you're always mowing your grass, like my neighbors and stuff. You're always mowing your I said, because I don't have to think when I do it. <laughs> I don't mind it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's, it's, like, it's like it's like a me. mental break. Exactly, exactly. Or I can focus on something important that I wanted to focus on. Exactly. Get a lot of thought. Mm-hmm. But that's cool, man. That is cool. So Outsiders, the first single, well, let me ask you this. I don't mean to get too much into your business. Um, I know a lot of musicians will focus on singles. Um, some mm-hmm. will say, you know, oh, it's 1982. I want to make an album, you know, and then they'll focus mm-hmm. on a full album, which is a lot of work, a lot of money. Um, is that the plan to do singles? Do you think drop single every uh, couple months or a month and a half? Something. Yeah, like that? I think I think we're gonna roll with the singles idea just because I feel oh, like yeah. now, especially with our generation, people's attention mm-hmm. spans are not that long. To be quite honest, like they're mm-hmm. even mine. Over the pandemic, my attention span got so short, um, so I can only focus on something for so long. So I think going with the idea of singles makes it easy to keep people engaged while still you know, having them enjoy the song and, you know, dance along. So, yeah, I think for now that's the plan. That's awesome. That's awesome. No, are you going to move into – we've been playing an audio video. Um, uh, there's a term for that that I don't know. But, um, you know, it's, it's a, an audio on a visual format, a video format, mm-hmm. you know, YouTube, uh, leading up to the show and whatnot for Outsider and, and, and whatnot. Are you think you're going to move into video as well, doing videos? Um, yeah, so as I told you before, some of my new projects definitely have some of that dancey kind of upbeat vibes. And I think nice. going along with that theme, just to, you know, make it a little bit more fun, switch it up every once in a while, I think we're going to start maybe with some music videos, maybe posting some on YouTube to go along with the singles. Um, we'll just have to see, you know, time will tell. Um, awesome. can't disclose too much, but I... I I know. I, I, am. I you guys am. are just excited as, yeah, as I am. <laughs> I am. I am. From a purely selfish point of view, I want to hear more of your music. I think it's fantastic what you do. And um, <laughs> thank you. You know, it's yeah, seriously. And again, I'm not in the business or anything, but I will tell you this: if you were a horse, I'd bet on you um, because <laughs> I see a lot of potential there. So any yeah. Mr. Big Mu- or Mrs. Big music producers out there listening, um, you know, if you want to make a million dollars, this is the lady to get hold of. I see. <laughs> so, yeah, I exactly. Yeah. And as an artist, to me, one of the most important things is exploring all kinds of different genres. So I'm, mm. you know, I'm trying to, Outsider was a bit more of a passion Sorry, a passion project. Um, it was a little bit more, you know, slow, kind of um, groovy, a little bit more into the soul era. 
But, um, you know, mm-hmm. these next couple are going to be kind of reminiscent of, you know, 80s stuff. As I said before, I love The Weeknd, Dua Lipa, Doja Cat, all those uh, current me artists. Me too. So it's going to bring me in too. some of those elements. And, you know, it's just it's just really exciting to see the evolution of it all. That's fantastic. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm telling you, folks, <laughs> this, is, this is the thing. And, um, you know, but Alcatraz is a strong track. That's a good track. And it's needed mm-hmm. right now. It's Thank very um, uh, relatable, I think, to everybody. Exactly. And, current. Um, current. That's the term. That's the term. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's awesome. And I know, you know, it's funny. If we do these shows and, and it's always like, well, this will be a short show. You know, the, the artist has one single. <laughs> Just half hour, maybe. You know, here it is, going on an hour now. I kept, but you're fascinating, uh, Zoha. Thank you, you know, so much. Yeah, you got a lot to say. So I, uh, you know, we went a little long. I apologize about that. Um, no worries. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> I was having fun, and uh, and I made a new friend. So there you go. So yes. There you go. Um, Thank you very, so much for having cool. me. This was absolutely Oh, anytime. Amazing. Anytime. I can't wait to have you on again. I cannot wait to have you on again. <laughs> I cannot wait to come um, back. Folks, awesome. That makes my day. That makes my day. Folks, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. Um, now, I know I've gotten some emails from people. They're like, we've been over the website, Jamie. There's not any more. Sh- We're not ending the show or anything like that. I've just been lazy. i got to put them up. Next- I've been busy, man. It's holiday. It's Thanksgiving. Um and Thanksgiving, it was weird this year for us. It, it wasn't just a day. It turned into we had a family vacation right before it, and then family came in from out of town. It was a two-week thing. Um, but, yes, those will be posted tomorrow, and you can see when we're going to be back, uh, which will be next week, actually. I'm going I'm to tell you right now. I need a couple days to uh, catch up on some uh, painting work and whatnot for the holidays. So bear with me, folks. Um, it will be up tomorrow. This episode, of course, will be converted to a podcast. We're going to push it on all the social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. We're over, on over 450 of them. I know everybody's going, how can there possibly be that many podcasts? There are. It's the Internet. What can I tell you? We're on them all. If you are listening to the uh, podcast in the future, hello from the past, do me a favor. Click on any of those links because they all stay active. And uh Hey, here's the thing, folks. If you like a particular artist, especially indie artists or anybody, really, um, or, or a musician or an indie film or, I don't know, the, a baker, whoever bakes the best bread in town, like and share their social media. Very important. But specifically with music artists, we all have a playlist. Add them to your playlist and whatnot. That helps the uh, algorithm and whatnot. Very, very cool. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. Um, I would like to uh, thank Zhao Hao for being on. It was an awesome show. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. And, folks, we will see you soon. Have a good night. Be kind if you're out shopping with people. And, uh, hey, um, this, this new variant, I don't know what the deal is. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. Do, you know, be smart. How about that? I'd like you to be around so you can hear more of our shows. Bye. This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.